Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I asked this of Rick and Ray a few moments ago, so I'll ask you the same question. And that is when you, in this case Arkansas, is being picked to finish third in the West, how many victories does that translate to you? Well, it could be a lot of different things, I guess. You know, Ole Miss, what did they finish with? Ten wins overall, so I think they finished with – Five, is that right, in the SEC? Or no, they couldn't finish five. Six, seven, seven, what? Six in the SEC, six and two, is that right? Yeah, I think that's right, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, Arkansas, the next closest team, though, was, you know, 500, four and four in the SEC. So, I guess anything better than four and four would probably get it done. Four and four to finish third, six and two to finish second. And whatever Alabama does. <laughs> yeah, whatever <laughs> Alabama does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm thinking eight to nine overall numbers, victories. Yeah, I do too. I think I think, you know, after the spring I felt, you know, like this team has got a chance to win ten games in the regular season. And I think they I still think they do. I think probably I would say more like, you know, settle down a little bit nine wins give or take one you know if it's if things kind of don't go your way all the time then eight wins if things really go your way then 10 i think 10 is absolutely possible but i probably settle in about nine overall and then in the sec that's probably you know a couple of losses if you want to finish second and you know probably three to four losses if you want to finish third and then if you finish four losses it's probably coming down to a tiebreaker like it did last time well, there are so many what you would call, you know, I, I read this uh, Athlon's bowl predictions uh, just a few minutes ago. It's got Cincinnati playing Southern California in the Cotton Bowl. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, was in a real rebuilding uh, process. Only at quarterback. They've got plenty of players back. Yeah. But everybody said, well, they, well, they got to replace both cornerbacks. Yeah, they got to replace both cornerbacks. One of them, I think, was a first rounder, and the other one, I believe, won the Thorpe Award. So they've got they've got some talent there. They they lost nine total players to the NFL. But having said that, and I, I pointed this out several times, you can go all the way back to when Brian Kelly was there, and and really about a year before. Uh, and they have been a really solid, solid program year in and year out. In fact, I don't remember any years that I would say that was a that was a bad year. Maybe they had a little bit of a down year or something, but they've been winning for a long time um, and, and have been sending players to the next level. Not nine, but uh, you know, Fickle's a really good coach, and they've got a good thing going on, a good culture going on at Cincinnati that seems to kind of kind of like Wisconsin a little bit. You know, you, you wouldn't expect just looking at recruiting rankings and stuff for Wisconsin uh, to always be pretty solid but whatever they've got figured out there um they continue to produce winning football teams and cincinnati does the same thing a lot of offensive linemen back 
two all-star candidates on defense, linebacker, and one in the mm-hmm. secondary. You know, I, I, I hope that Arkansas fans are not sitting there saying, well, let's see, in the wins, let's see, Cincinnati, that's a win, this is a win, this is a win. It could be, but th- that's a really big season opener for Arkansas. That's a team that was in the mm-hmm. Final Four last year. And as, tar- as Trey just oh, no said, question. you lose some players, but they've still got some, too. No, they, there's no doubt that they still have some players there. They they will continue to. I mean, I don't see any sign that's there. You know, I mean, they may – they're not going to reach probably the college football playoff again, but, um, you know, a New Year's Six type of bowl, as you just mentioned there with them being projecting the Cotton Bowl, is absolutely realistic. I'm not even sure who else is their major opponent aside from Notre Dame, which, you know, they played and beat last year on the road in mm-hmm. South Bend. That was really probably what springboarded them to the national championship because – the rest of their schedule, I mean, it's all it's all wins. And this game's going to get a lot of national attention. Yes, it will. It should. It's a great week one matchup. There's no yeah. question. SEC Nation is going to be there. It's a uh-huh. 2.30 game on ESPN. So you got SEC Nation doing the pregame from there, reminding everybody, hey, it's 2.30 ESPN. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty big matchup. And, um, you know, if Arkansas takes care of business in that one, they take care of business at South Carolina – and then, you know, you've got Texas A&M, you've got Missouri State, but you've got Texas A&M. They do all that, then, hey, maybe we'd be talking about college game day coming that weekend. Although, I do think that if that happens, that college game day will still snub Arkansas that weekend. If Arkansas takes Why do you say that, Trey? Anyway. Uh, just looking at the, the way things shape up, just seeing if that's a possibility. So, um, so say Arkansas takes care of business, beats Texas A&M, Alabama's undefeated. You got that game in Fayetteville. Well, the next weekend, Texas A&M goes to Alabama. Oh, and in my opinion, that, even yeah. if Arkansas beats oh, Texas A&M, yeah. Yeah. there's no way that they're going to be able to resist Jimbo and That's Nick. Right. There's no way yep. they'll be able to resist that. Yeah. And it's not like there's a whole slate of great games Alabama-Arkansas weekend, um, but there are some good ones. I could very well see them going NC State-Clemson. Everybody likes to think, you know, about NC State beating Clemson, knocking them off, being their first loss. Um, Baylor-Oklahoma State, a rematch of the Big 12 title game. You know, I could see them taking or maybe even Michigan at Iowa, depending on how things shake out at that point. But uh, those would probably be the other possibilities. But I just have a hard time, even though it would be in Fayetteville, I have a hard time thinking that college game day would go to back-to-back Alabama games. Maybe they would, but I, I kind of think, think so. that. No, Arkansas would right. get snubbed. I think you're right. Wow. That's okay. Hey, it's all right. Win the game, and then they'll feel bad. <laughs> there you go. Make them feel bad. Sure they will. <laughs> now Stan has already assured that, Rick. So I know. I'm not. You know, you shouldn't even have to question what's going to happen. Um, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Um, Gridiron Chick says Trey. When was the last time you had a cup of coffee with lots of Miracle Whip slash mayonnaise in a banana peel like Will Levis at Kentucky? I don't know about you, but that just moved him down on my draft board significantly. Mayonnaise and a banana and a, and a in, cup of in with coffee? coffee? Oh, my gosh. I have wow. had Flying Jacob. And I think Flying Jacob has mayonnaise, bananas, 
chicken, hot sauce, and peanuts or something. It's a Swedish dish. See, I, I used, when I was in Germany, I used to have banana sandwiches. Just that's the slice, closest I've got. Slice some bread and mayonnaise and banana. Same thing with pineapple. I, I have heard that. I've I've never tried. It's really good. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sure haven't. No, I don't think I've tried that quite yet. Um, Danny had uh, an article on hogsports.com, and it was about the summer cookout visit list. Now, that doesn't look like a very imposing list uh, number-wise is what I mean, number-wise. Mm -hmm. I realize a lot of these uh, young men have already committed to Arkansas. Do the, does the rest of the team, do they get to participate in this trade, or is this strictly for recruits only? Oh, no, I would, I would imagine everybody is going to be involved in, in events like this. Uh, and I can also understand the you know desire to keep it intimate, you know, a smaller group. I always remember Arkansas had – this is back when you didn't have a whole lot of junior days, but Arkansas had a junior day, and they must have had a couple hundred kids up here. And one of the kids was a guy named D.J. Williams. It goes by, went by David more then, I think. Um, and I talked to DJ afterwards, and I said, DJ, how did you go? How did things go with Arkansas? And he's like, well, not really well. Um, you know, I don't I, – I didn't really get a chance to talk to the coaches, and, you know, they didn't – you know, it was a bad experience for him is what I remember. And I, I felt like Arkansas maybe almost kind of forgot that he was there. They had so many kids there. And here's DJ Williams, a guy that you should be paying attention to that leaves with kind of a bad taste in his mouth. And they had a little bit of work. I think DJ would tell you that story. They had a little bit of work to make up with him. Uh, I think Oklahoma State might have been the pick if he had to decide right at that moment. Um, and that's been a number of years, so I may have my facts a little bit wrong. But that's kind of how I remember it anyway. And um, so I kind of think that having more intimate, smaller junior days is a, is a good thing versus just getting seeing how many kids you can get up on campus. Um, but at the same time, also, I mean, they've got, what, 23 commitments now? And, you know, I, I could see maybe no more than one or two high school kids in this class. So you're, you're really, you know, kind of looking ahead to, to 2020, uh, 2024 prospects, 2025. And so um, that could be a big reason for it, too. You just don't, you don't have many slots at all left. That's true. And, and, and again, I think what you hit upon – you certainly don't want anyone to feel ignored. Uh, no, not, especially not, not DJ Williams. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm even talking about today. You don't want anybody to be ignored today. Uh, this from Savage. He says, Trey, outside of Darren McFadden, who is the best guy you have covered for the Hawks? The best guy I've covered? I just mentioned one of them. DJ Williams was a heck of a guy. Uh, I can remember him just from when he was a recruit talking to him. Uh, Jonathan Luigs always uh, holds a, a special place just because he was, I think he was the first guy I ever interviewed as a recruit. My, like first day on the job, first call, first guy I answered was Jonathan Luigs. And we always, we always kind of had a good relationship after that. Back then we would use uh, AOL Instant Messenger, Yahoo Instant Messenger, I guess. And uh, we'd stay in touch, uh, you know, pretty good bit back in the day. So uh, those are two that just kind of come straight off, you know, to the top of my head. But there's, I mean, a ton more. Um, you know, there are guys on this current team. Um, you know, I enjoyed covering Zach Williams, um, you know, um, Tyler Wilson. 
I, that would be that's a I would have to really sit down and think about it and pick some things apart uh, to find out you know who would be my favorite all-time guy to cover. But Darren McFadden, he'd probably be number one in my book. Um, I, he's uh, he was always really good to me, and uh, and well, I mean he's Darren McFadden, you know. So that's probably he kind of just assumed that aside from Darren McFadden, but um, that that would be my number one guy for sure. And after that, there's there's probably a pretty large group. Jake Beckett, I, I remember loving co- uh, covering him. He was such a good interview. Um, hmm, who Wait, else? Was Matt, Matt Jones. No, oh, Matt, Matt Jones. Matt Jones was a little bit before my time okay. i was just kind of breaking in maybe his last year there so he was a little bit before my time uh keon hatcher was always good dj dean there's probably guys that you wouldn't even think about you know that i always you know uh, just kind of felt like i had a good connection with tj hammonds is another guy you know he, he didn't you know run for a thousand yards or any of that stuff but we always had i always thought we had a really good relationship too and um you know it's obviously starts back when when those guys are being recruited and stuff Another one that jumps out at me, Trey, is Hunter Henry. Oh, yeah. Oh, all the Henrys. All the Henrys, so yeah. So easy to talk um, to. So easy. Yeah, Hunter was, a, Hunter was a good one. Hayden Hayden was a good one. Hayden might have been, you know, even as far as just an interview goes, just because he's a little more laid back and likes to kind of, you know, doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, and Hudson, you know, Hudson's always good, too. They're, you know, they'll – all those Henry guys, obviously, mm-hmm. they're they're all great. Um, always good to us too through recruiting and stuff. And that's something you kind of remember too. Like there were certain guys that you know would just, I don't know, help you out a little bit, go the extra mile for you, and they always did that. Now, Trey, I, I I printed this story just for you because I, I know how excited you how get much about I love the- printing. <laughs> yeah, printing. printing things off. <laughs> uh, can you send me some more money? That's what I'm asking you for my printer supplies. Um, mm-hmm. No, I print this one off because the headline says, or should have said, this is for Trey Beauty of Hogsports.com. And this came off of CBS Sports. Uh, the transfer portal is about to get even wilder when the NCAA allows players to transfer multiple times. Hmm. That means well, that could absolutely there is going to be no restrictions. No, I can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. Stay one year. Okay, I don't like it here. I'm going over here. Okay, I'm good there. Nah, I played a year there. Can you imagine someone could play for four, four different schools in four years or five years, and never yeah, that's a lot. Red shirt and never I, sit out. No, no, nope. they can't do that. No, no they're going I still to do think it. You, have to, you should. No, I still think you should. Once you sign an NIL, I should. I think that should be a contract that keeps you there for two years. That's what I think. We need to get you on the rules committee. Yeah, there All is right. none. <laughs> so, Randy, are you are you suggesting no. that somebody thinks that's possible? Oh, it's no. I'm 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 reading it. Uh, it's this by Dennis Dodd. Yeah. The announcement came incredible. during SEC media days, where it just means more. Motto took on a new meaning. That was surprised, absolutely surprised that said Tennessee coach 
Josh Heupel, after first hearing, the NCAA had essentially just allowed athletes to transfer an unlimited number of times. He said, Heupel did, I think it only heightens the craziness to the transfer portal. The Division I Council had recommended eliminating the restrictions against players transferring multiple times. The NCAA Board of Directors is expected to rubber stamp. Now, when I hear that term rubber stamp. But it hadn't passed yet. Hadn't passed yet, but to rubber stamp, that just means yeah, it goes through. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Uh, the recommendation. I just August think it'd be so difficult to. I know nobody's. I know nobody's worried about graduating anybody, but I would just think it's so <laughs> difficult yeah, to right. do that because, like, if you transfer to a school in another system, not all your credits are just automatically going to transfer. No. They may have a completely uh-huh. different set of requirements. Exactly. Even, even transferring within the U of A system, like if you were to go from University of Arkansas to UALR, they've got different courses, and some stuff is going to translate, and some of it some of it just isn't. And they got different policies and stuff, and you, you'll you find out quick that, hey, you spent, you know, all this money on this class, and I guess you're on scholarship in that case, so it won't. But the credit doesn't count, you know. And, so and if, and if that's I, I just the case, can't imagine, like, if you're going to transfer that many times. And there's yeah. a, there's a you know, in the SEC, <laughs> in the SEC, you cannot transfer out of a junior college to an SEC program if you have transferred more than once. Did you know that? You cannot have attended two junior colleges and transferred to, say, University of Arkansas. Do you know why? The statistics show that you are its extremely unlikely to graduate. Extremely unlikely to graduate. Well, what do you think and statistics so they show just, of now, right now? Of guys moving around as they are. Exactly. Let's ditch the term student athlete. It's not. It's not in the best interest of, yeah, exactly these athletes. It's not. It's not in their best interest to allow them to keep. I can understand like, you messed up, and you didn't pick the right place. It's not a good fit, and you 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 want out. I I can understand that, but, I mean, at some point you got to be held. You know, it's at least somewhat accountable for what you've done. And people can say, you know, these coaches get to uh, move around free free will all they want. Well, not really. I mean, somebody's paying. So, you know, if 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 somebody were to leave, you know, say Arkansas, not Sam Pippen, he's got a non-compete in his contract, so he can't just do that. But if somebody were to leave, there's going to be a buyout in the contract. And, you know, the coach may not pay it, but somebody's paying it. And when the athlete leaves, you know, Obviously, you're you're profiting off the athlete. The athlete is also benefiting greatly off of you, you know. And there's just there's nothing for that. In the NFL, there's something for that. And you know, just in in high school, you can't do it, you know, unless you fail, you know, these certain restrictions. College football is the most wide open sport in the. It's just a it's just anarchy. That's what it's coming down to. And anarchy cannot be a system of government, and there has to be one. Randy, you so, got Trey fired up. Well, I well that's why I, I said it was I, yeah. labeled Trey Biddy. Yeah, it's hey, it's Trey's turn. I I agree, but th- 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 that's a we're all astonished. That can't yes. be. That absolutely no, can't be. It seems like it's bad for everybody. It's yeah. bad for the programs. It's bad for the for the student athlete, player, whatever you want to call them. So it's bad it, for everybody. Is this a bunch of NCAA people thinking, well, hey, you know, we've restricted them so long, let's just throw it wide open. I mean, 
there there are some limits. I think the NCAA, in a way, is saying, "Hey, you you ask for this, fine, fine. You know, you do whatever you want. Just like when your kid's not doing what you say. (laughs) You you know what? You do whatever you want. How are you going to fill out? How are you going to fill out a roster? (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Well, hopefully this por- – oh, by the way, Randy, I read up on the uh, the transfer portal window. So it's not 45 days after the championship game. It's 45 days after – It's a, there's a 45-day window from the announcement date of the championship game. So usually the I think the playoff games would be around December 4th, so that would be uh-huh. December 5th and running yeah. through like January so it's between, 15th. Yeah. It's between okay. And that's that's a perfect window because that allows you, you know, several time, a lot of time to take the visits and it allows you to uh, get enrolled in school before the spring semester starts. Makes sense. And then a two-week window in May. Yeah. All right, Trey. I'm for that. We will talk with you tomorrow. That's straybiddyofhogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service.